0: Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome back, networkers, to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru, and also my mom. Hi, mom. Don't forget the retired part. Oh, sorry, and my retired business partner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you keep making me work. I keep making her work. You're, we're slowly easing it off a little bit. <laughs> so, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I just took a little trip out to the garden before we started this because it's going to be stinky hot by the time. Uh. Well, it's getting hot already, but by the time we get done recording, it'll be even hotter. And I have baby beans
0: and baby cucumbers. Oh, yay! How fun is that? Yeah. Well, we we have, of course, our our normal two tomato plants out front, and Elizabeth decided <laughs> to stick a, a a zucchini plant in with amongst them. Oh, uh, so this this should be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a garden experiment that could go horribly horribly awry. <laughs> Good thing you live in Ann Arbor; you can do whatever you want. Yep we'll just uh, we'll just stick a cage around them or something and hope it all yeah. holds in place. So. <laughs> All right. Well, today we are going to be talking about uh, a, a question that a good friend of ours, Colleen Tankus, sent us from the Mommy Chamber. Um, and she was talking about, of course, they, they run numerous networking events and they do a magnificent job at it. Uh, but her question was, uh, how do you focus on networking when you are the one who's running the event? And I know both you and I have had experience with this before. I mean, when you are, we, we've we run the virtual lunches in the past and, you know, you're spending so much time trying to make sure all the pieces are moving in the right order. You don't always get a chance to connect with the people around you. Yeah, so, I call it
1: herding the cats.
0: Yes, you spend a lot of time herding the cats. So so how, how do you get around that? How do you uh, make it pay off not only... As, as a community builder, but also as uh, for your personal networking efforts.
1: Yeah. Well, a couple of things come to mind right away. And that is, first of all, um, as Colleen has already recognized, uh, just be okay with the fact that if you are the leader of the networking event, you're probably going to have to spend 95% of the time herding cats, um, you know, the details, all that other stuff. And then you have 5%. So, you know, in an hour lunch, or in an hour event, that's less than five minutes. So that's okay, just so you know that. Yeah. Um, but then you can think about, well, how can I make the best use of that 5%? And um, I think the easiest way, because you're running the event, you're gonna have people coming up to you asking questions mm-hmm. like, what do I do now? Or where do I do this? Or you know, whatever that is. And that's your ideal opportunity to say, hi, I'm Colleen Tankos. I don't think I've met you. And I would love to chat later. I'm, you know, kind of involved right now, but do you have a card so that I can reach out to you later and we can get together? So that's taken what is it, thirty seconds for me mm-hmm. to say that. And um, she has a connection. It's not one that she's going to get in depth right there at the event, but I look at networking events as um, opportunity providers, and so that's how she, instead of her having to go out and get. Like we have to, and we're attending event, we have to um, be proactive to go up to people and meet them. She's going to have people coming up to meet her, which is kind of a, a nice little, it makes it uh, actually more time effective because she doesn't have to search out people to meet them. They're coming to her and then she can turn that around and say, let's meet later.
0: Sure. Sure. And, and really, if you think about it, yeah, 94 percent of your time. And I, I remember when we were running the uh, NSA meetings. National Speakers Association, mm-hmm. and just the, you know, yeah, there was all those pieces you had to hold in place, but you just kind of need to have your radar out for those networking opportunities, because people are still coming up to you, don't think of it as only, this is someone I just got to deal with. Yeah, get rid you, of them. <laughs> you, know, you know, answer the question, make sure they're happy, get rid of them, you yeah, know, it's, it's, you know, if someone comes up to you, that's your networking opportunity right there. It's, and, and also I think setting, setting, uh, setting your expectations appropriately. Um, and I think this applies to everyone, not, not even just people running the show that, you know, if you've got 15 minutes of networking time or in this case, five minutes of networking time, set your expectations, you you know, well, we, I mean, we, we, we've talked about it in the past. You don't want to be trying to meet 25 people. You know, I don't
1: at least, because then you have to do something about that. You have to follow well, up with 25 people. Yeah. I'm too lazy.
0: <laughs> it, it would be better to have um, like two or three or even only one real yeah. conversation. Making a great connection with that one or two or three people has more value than trying to meet everyone there. Yeah. And uh, Colleen is so
1: curious about everything in life that she's a great networker, because there's always something that she has a question about. I love it. Like, I mean, her mind is just on overdrive all the time.
0: So it'll be easy for her. Colleen is an extrovert. And that's something that you and I don't really quite click on. So yeah, we don't understand. (laughs) However,
1: um, I think her curiosity is something that all of us can learn from is we have five minutes, okay, be curious. And mm-hmm. so when that person comes up to you, think about what is it that I'd like to learn more about with this person and then get that appointment scheduled or at least get the way to schedule it for the future.
0: Well, and I think we talked about this in one of our, our past uh, programs too. We we're talking about the difference between introverts and extroverts is that that uh, the extrovert tends to be more outgoing and, and, and yeah. uh, available. That's how they get their energy. They get their energy. And, and whereas we introverts, we're kind of just leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we need to kind of kick in that that uh, curiosity aspect.
1: Yeah, so we have to force it a little bit or be aware, become more aware of it. Whereas it's just a natural for and I wish I could be more like her.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I think the other aspect ahead. that we need to pay attention to is when you are running the event, um, first of all, you should be gathering information about the people who are coming in. I mean, you should have some mechanism where they are putting in their business card or they're signing in or something so that you can follow up with them. And what's that? I know. (laughs) Shocking, isn't it? (laughs) But I mean, the, the cool thing is now you've run this event, you've got this excuse to now reach out to pretty much everybody who walked in you know you can I mean if it's an online one you probably have a recording or you have the materials from the speaker or I mean all these different mechanisms that you can use to follow up with people and make connection that you wouldn't necessarily you can't make a deep connection during the event because you're running it well and Go ahead, Greg, I'm sorry but, I interrupted no no but but they the, you now have this excuse and you have um, uh, you're having value there even you can create uh, by doing a follow-up in some way.
1: Yes, and what's really interesting is that well if you're the um, the master of ceremonies, you maybe only have an opportunity to formally meet one or two or maybe three people and make that little conversation like we already talked about. however, all the people that are attending feel like they're meeting you in person mm-hmm. because you're talking to the group, but they, they feel like you're talking to them. And so they have a different feeling about the relationship. They feel like they know you more than you feel like you know them, which is kind of a, a little extra edge also because you can reach out, like you said, to do the follow up. They already feel like they've had a conversation with you when in fact you haven't.
0: That's true. And as, uh, as a professional speaker, I've definitely experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember being down in Florida one time, I think it was there for, it might've actually been for an NSA convention and I was on the elevator and this guy said, Hey, you're the reluctant networker, right? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> he had attended one of my sessions like two years previously and still remember oh he was there for a completely different conference, some sort of construction conference and so he remembered me. We ended up chatting in the elevator on the way up. <laughs> That's so funny. I just finished reading um, the book, James Patterson by
1: James Patterson, the author. Okay. Uh, so it's his memoir, Autobiography. I'm not sure what, which one it is. And um, he said that people do recognize him from time to time. And they'll come up and say, hey, are you James Patterson? And his answer is, why does he
0: owe you money? <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's kind of a funny experience. And, and then you know, how do you deal with that though? And when someone who ah. you only know peripherally, if at best, um, I, I know that one of the things I've done is, you know, at the end of my sessions, I, I gather business cards and get people signed up for my, my newsletter. And I have had people contact me later because you know, they, they get my newsletter and they, they might respond to it. So what I'll do is actually I'll look up how they, they got to know me. So I'll know which event they were in and you know, how many no, years ago it was. You can't do that when you're in the elevator. No, you can't. But uh, electronically, you can. you can. You can make that connection you know, when you're responding to an email. You can say, oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, it's been five years since we met at, at, at Selling Smart. Are you still working for such and such place? And uh, so it, it gives at least that semblance of connection and then it might warm it up a little bit. You're much better than I am. Well, you've got a pretty good you've got a pretty good system. You got uh, I've seen your notes on people. I know, but when someone comes up to me and says, "Hi, Debbie, do you remember
1: me? We met 13 years ago," (laughs) and then they don't say their name, I just stick out my hand and say, "I vaguely remember," because you know my memory is like two days worth. (laughs) I can't remember your name. Please help me out because I don't remember them, and nor do I remember their name.
0: Well, 13, there is that too. I, 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 you know, sometimes I just got to apologize, and I've I've run into this with, uh, you know, I I taught at the of the karate school for many years, um, and I'll have either my, uh, you know, someone will come up to me, and it was either a student that I knew, you know, ten years ago when they were seven, or their parent, <laughs> Mister Peters. How are you doing? I'm fine. Did I teach your child, or did I teach you? <laughs> Yeah, so um,
1: I think Holly and ask a great question, but, and I think she already has, understands that um, quality, so she doesn't need to meet 25 people, she needs to meet, you know, one to three, maybe, which is my rule, I don't want to meet any more than that, Um, and it's just going to happen organically, almost, she's not going to have to even plan for it.
0: Well, and she does also have the opportunity, I mean, especially those events where you're having a lunch, a sit down. Yeah. I mean understand that when you sit down there's your there's your time talk with the people around you and
1: yeah although um I will tell you that Colleen and Kristen don't sit down they're like that's why their events are so great cuz they never are off they're behind the scenes making sure the details are running as they should so they don't sit down at
0: the tables don't they have interns come on <laughs>
1: they, they have those interns working too but yeah <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I, I mean, I know that at least when back when we did uh, lunch times at NSA, that was a great time for me. Because, yeah, it is. Sure. Yes.
1: You know, yeah, I is. still
0: had to kind of keep my eye on the time and make sure mm-hmm. everything was going to happen. But that was 10 minutes when I was sitting next to someone that I could connect with. Yeah. So um, and, and they have I mean, they have some pretty good speakers coming in. And so I know that they could probably be sitting next to them and chatting them up and getting to know them better. And so I, I think, as, as we pointed out earlier, it's the, the point is, you've just got to be a little bit more heightened awareness of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Anything else we need to say to, to talk about this? I think we're set. And and by the way, you know, this doesn't just have to be, you know, someone running a large organization. I mean, if, I if, if you are, you know, bringing uh, four people together, I mean, that's, that's still if you're if I mean, child's birthday party, those parents are still someone you can network with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, well, a quick aside, our friend Jason Maddez, uh, before he was in BNI, he was a debt relief counselor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's kind of like you can't go up to people and say, hi, I'm a debt relief counselor. Do you need debt relief? Are,
0: are you in really bad shape? Do you have a lot of credit
1: card yeah. debt? <laughs> right. <laughs> but his son was in uh, hockey. And so you got to know, you know, as you do, because you're traveling all the time, you uh-huh. know, so you got to know all those parents. And then, you know, obviously the conversation goes to, well, what do you do? And, and so getting to know people, it's not like organized networking, but it is kind of, you know, you can pretend you're having a networking event with the parents well, and then the, it's just it's natural awareness.
0: It's still the yeah. awareness thing. I, 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 a friend of mine, uh, Andrea Darden, she was a, a college basketball player and after she got out of college, she was a financial advisor. She would go down for Saturday pickup games at the local rec center. And she said she made a lot of great connections mm-hmm. just doing networking on that. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 but it's that awareness that they've got to have This is opportunity. Pay attention to it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning into our program today. If you enjoyed it, please comment on our Facebook pages. The information is in the episode notes. Uh, We'd love to hear about your experiences. Have you run any uh, networking events? And how did you manage your networking as opposed to actually herding the cats? (laughs) If you'd like to hear more, of course, please do subscribe. We come back every single week and we would hate to miss you. And until next time, go out and make some great connections. Bye, mom. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connextnation.com.